Hey gang, how are you? Kevin Goatee here. Kevin Israel and I cannot thank you enough for one year. Holy shit, we did it. One year together of gutting the sacred cow. This is now episode 51. We invited Task to come on and do X-Men. So yet another superhero film that this podcast is going to see if they can take down or not. But in the meantime, don't forget, Gutting the Sacred Cow every single day, guttingthesacredcow.com, articles, merch, grab a hat, grab a bag, grab a shirt, the usual rigmarole. Next, of course, if you haven't done so already, why are you so late to the party? Please, for the love of God, a five-star rating, a two-sentence review on your platform of choice. It does help us. It helps us get advertisers like we have for this episode, Podcorn. So you'll hear more about that later on. Thanks again, Podcorn, for having us. And now, without further ado, here's Task taking down the X-Men from 2000. See ya. Gather round, here's what I know. Cork in it, honey. Daddy's talking business. Kevin Israel, name that film. I don't know. It's I, an, an evening at the goatee house. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> the Great Outdoors. John uh, you know what? You know what? I don't think I've ever even seen that movie. What? I don't think I've ever seen The Great Outdoors. I don't think, you know what? It's one of those movies that whenever people bring up, I'm just like, yeah, they're right. And I just, it just kind of, I slide by in the conversation. That and Uncle Buck. I've also what? never seen Uncle this Buck. Is- I know. John Candy's a goddamn, well, Canadian. No, I, and I, it's, I don't, it's not like I think they're bad. It's just, I never happened upon them. And then once you get so far removed from a movie, you're not going to see it unless you, you know, you, you go out of your way to see it. So I just, I, I never saw it. Both are on cable ad nauseum. How do you, you have oh, to. I haven't, see, I haven't seen Uncle Buck on cable in, I mean, unless, <laughs> unless you get that at DeLorean and you're going back in time to 1996 in cable. It is on, I don't know how often as the great outdoors. Well, you text, you text me the next time one of those two movies are on cable. Okay. Which is probably about another half an hour. <laughs> that and Bloodsport also delightfully on cable nonstop. And boy, do I get sucked right in. All right. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, gutting the sacred cow. Happy one year anniversary. Oh, to yeah. True. Right. Today is the day a year ago that we started this odyssey. And I'm going to blow our fucking horn. I'm going to toot our horn. I'm going to blow our horn. That's for you to do. We've done a pretty damn good job, 49 episodes in the book, 25,000-plus 25, 25, views slash downloads, YouTube and podcasts, and over 3,000 social media followers. You guys have done a great job. We can't thank you enough for following and loving us and sharing the good word, and we're hooking you in one by one. Twitter every day, we're getting somebody, hey, I gave you guys a chance. Uh, one guy watched the Transformers episode today and fucking loved it, and now we've got a new fan for life. So tell your friends if you like the podcast, because that's how we get evolved in this show we'll get some live shows in the mix when fucking coronavirus dies down but that's that but we went my wife this morning my wife and i were both looking at our phones and uh and we were both looking at our facebook memories and she goes oh you know what today is and i was like yeah it's the gutting the sacred cow anniversary she's like no two years ago we were on our honeymoon and i was like oh yeah that too that's it right that was that was important 
Uh, if it wasn't for Facebook memories, I'd have no idea when shit happened or any nope. of your birthdays, for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, as I said, we're joined by, he wants to go by Task, so we're going to go by Task. Task has joined us to do the 2000 film, comic book extraordinaire film, one some people say started it all. I don't because I know my history, but that film he's chosen is X-Men. Task, welcome to the show, and why don't hey. you shout out, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Why don't you shout out where we can find you, what you're up to, all your, your, your programs and shows and social media. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, what is up, everybody? My name is Corey Pruitt, but everybody calls me Task. It's a name I've had since I was a kid. Um, that, you'll never see no one going by my real name, <laughs> even though they know it. Um, my uh, Twitter is up to task. And, uh, yeah, you can find me there. I also do a weekly live comic book podcast called Super Suit Show. So if you Google Super Suit Show, all one word, uh, we do live uh, shows every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific. And I'm excited to be here. Nice. We're, We're excited, excited to, have, to have, you. have you. This is, <laughs> Jesus, without even doing any research, Kevin, we've done one, two, this is our Third comic book film. We did Batman Returns. We did Batman yeah. Begins. Oh, fourth. And we did Batman yeah. versus Superman. Batman for, yeah. Did I miss anyone else? Mm, I think I don't, I, not off the top of my head. Yeah, I think I don't, so. I don't have a, a 49 episode memory. So, <laughs> Well, Task has decided to take down X-Men. So let's get into it. 2000, I had said the year had come out. A $75 million budget at the time bringing in a total haul of $296.3 million. But in 2020 dollars, that's an $89.3 million budget. Gross, $353 million. Not too shabby. It's not, not too, too shabby. shabby. Not bad. A lot of scarol, as the Jews say, right, Kevin? <laughs> uh, IMDB, as we know, is a scale 1 through 10 with decimal points. Task, we're going to give you the honors. What did X-Men score on the old IMDb? Uh, uh, to me? The guess. What's your, what's your guess? Yes. Oh, um, I will say, uh, is it one out of ten? One out of ten with decimal points. Okay. Um, I will say negative 9.7. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, like that he's, I like that he's committed to the hate. I didn't, I didn't ask for Brian Singer's fuckboy uh, <laughs> scores. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> I believe we will. Give me a okay. number. Uh, six, six, six. Kevin Israel. Seven, one. Seven, four. Oh, I was so close. Very close. Rotten Tomatoes, as we know, is a scale one through 100%. Kevin Israel, what did the critics score for X-Men? 76. Task. Um, I'm going to say 64. 81. Wow. Ooh. You know what this was? I, you know, now that I think of it, it was kind of a critic's darling. Audience score, task, same story, percentage points. Um, I'm going to say uh, 71. Kevin Israel. 86. 83. Oh, wow. So, so Very rare audience and, and critics are so close. Yeah. Especially yeah. in a comic book film, you'd figure that they would be quite the polar opposite. Quotes: What should we wear? Should we wear yellow jumpsuits instead? That's it. Have any Israel quotes for you? There's only one quote that matters in this movie, and it really frames the entire movie. 
You know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? Uh, everyone. The same thing that happens to everything else. Hmm. One of the worst lines of dialogue ever written by Joss Whedon. <laughs> Task, anything pop out at you? Uh, yes. My name is Rogue, which she calls herself that out of nowhere for yep. no reason at all. <laughs> I remember even as a young and watching that, like, wait, why is she called Rogue? Like, did she just call herself that? <laughs> just cause, Task. Don't ask these things. <laughs> mm. Jeez, the movie's so bad. And I would like to apologize to everybody because when I was asked to be on this show, I originally asked, uh, they told me to pick a movie. I said, can I just destroy all of them? No. <laughs> no, you can't. We're going to do, do a nine-hour-long episode. I can do it in an hour. <laughs> That's why I was like, I, I don't need that much time. But okay, oh. I'll, do, I'll go with the rules. One, one movie. We'll just start with the first one. All right. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. We all know Dugray Scott pulled out of Wolverine to play the bad guy in MI2. Who else almost played Wolverine? Um, I know. There, I know there was at one point they were talking. Um, uh, I think De Niro at one point. Oh, stop it! Yeah. You- <laughs> What angry, whiny, annoying old man is that his fucking secret power now? Yeah, no, I'm serious. There was a t- there was a time where they were talking to Nero. I don't know if the, I don't know if that's obviously not who you're talking about. Yeah, he's gonna play Gene Gray. Uh, <laughs> I will give you a hint. I think you might get it. He actually played a superhero. This character who was supposed to, this person who was supposed to play, supposed to play Wolverine did in fact eventually play a superhero. Stumped. Yeah. Yeah. Ed- Edward Norton. Really? Really? Oh, that's see it. that's that. I can't see it. Are you no, kidding? No, I can't. I can't Not get at that all. one. He's too. He's built like a sixth grade Asian girl. No, <laughs> I cannot see that. Number two, Rebecca Romaine spent nine hours a day in makeup. One night at a party, she drank too many tequila shots and threw up blue from the costume dye that had seeped in her body from being in that nine hours a day. That's possible. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. horrifying. Did you not see Goldfinger, how she dies when they paint her all gold and she has... Ah, uh, you know what? I forgot how I based my scientific knowledge off of James Bond movies. I did learn that from Bond. <laughs> Great film. <laughs> Run along, honey. Man talk. To make the $75 million budget, they cut scenes with Pyro, Beast, and the Danger Room training scene. Yeah, the Danger Room training scene would have been nice. Well, they saved them all, and they all saved those scenes for two and three. Number four, the first script was written in 1984 by, for, excuse me, Orion Studios. The script was thrown out when Orion ran into financial trouble. Yeah, I don't think they could have pulled it off in 84. Well, we all know that because we did see, or part C, the Captain America film, the uh, Dolph Lundgren Punisher film, and everyone's favorite, the the Fantastic Four. Oh, that Fantastic Four film is amazing. That's played (laughs) on Channel 11 I don't know how many times. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the one that that never made it to anything, and it's on YouTube. Yeah. I'm thinking of Captain America. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I did see that. Okay. Number five. I'll give you these two to choose. Two directors were approached to direct X3 but uh, which so two guys turned it down. I want to take a guess on which very well known. Actually, fuck it. I'll make this quicker. 
which two directors who actually did direct comic book films turned down X3? Whedon? One. Because he he was trying to develop Wonder Woman at the time. And um, Abrams? Snyder to do 300. Which also stunk. (laughs) That film stinks 300. I fell asleep. How do I fall asleep in a film like that? But, and I don't fall asleep in films. I'm not. I'm not narcoleptic. Task. Let's that. Let the. I got you. That. Those are your five fun facts. But now, Kevin Israel, it's now time because he, he looks like he's already at a horse who's chomping at the bit. He's hooked out of his mind at the starting gate, trying to get out. So let's let Task go out and gut, gut the, the sacred cow. cow. Hey, hey, everybody. Um, you know, uh, my mom taught me as a kid, she said, always start with love before you destroy something. So I want to start with love real quick. Um, I do appreciate the X-Men movies for starting it off with the Auschwitz scene because that was like bold. Like I was like, oh, so we're going this way with it. Okay, fine. So I do give it that. Um, um, Patrick Stewart's casting is like, arguably the best comic book casting of all time so i do want to get that out the way uh sir ian mckellen as magneto is also great so now that i got that crap out the way let's just completely destroy this film first of all people it's okay to let this movie go it is perfectly fine to just say you know what things just don't age well watch x-men right now Watch the X-Men film. We did. Right now. <laughs> Last <laughs> night, as a matter of fact. Yesterday, a Saturday morning, I watched it. <laughs> and tell me that movie still holds up. You can't tell me that movie still holds up. It just doesn't. The Superman movies hold up. The mm. Spider-Man movies hold up. Mm. X-Men does not hold up. Uh-oh, we got a disagreement already? <laughs> we got a disagreement already. The Spider-Man uh-huh. films, some two does. The Tobey Maguire one, part two, holds up. Three is a piece of shit. Oh yeah, well, my yeah, bad. Yeah. My bad. Well, there's and, only two Spider-Man movies, so there's uh, only two of them. One and two, and then one, and one's okay. Them. One is all right. It, it, it definitely lost some luster off the fastball. Two is amazing. That's not going to lose any absolutely any, any any shine off the fastball. Absolutely. Well, okay. So the we'll go with there. The Superman movies hold up, but mm, the X-Men movies three do and not four. Superman three and four. We're gonna go down that road. Yes, 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 mm. yes. We're not. You're not gonna. Get- <laughs> With uh, with Nuclear Man, Solar Man, what was yeah. his name? That it, it was Nuclear Man, and we <laughs> believe in that'll be another episode. We'll <laughs> Those would not qualify because they are egregious pieces of shit. You might, you, might, you might as well try and dunk on Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight while you're at it. Was that the moment he went to Manhattan? <laughs> Is it? I don't even know. I just put out a man. It <laughs> might be. I, I think it is actually. It was seven or eight. Okay. <laughs> I just remember that one because that black guy was beating him up, and then he he, let he got him his head punched off. Pushed yeah. his head off. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that part too. That's yeah, it. a great moment. Um, let's start off first of all. Um, X Men gets way too much credit. People say that it is the beginning of the superhero films. That is wrong. Right. That is not true. It was actually Blade. Thank you. And I will yeah. thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are Let's 100% correct. Yep. Now, now, people get mad because they say, oh, well, that's because nobody knew it was a superhero. That's so... <laughs> that's my argument. So what? Who cares that people didn't know? He still was one. 
Did Blade start with the Marvel logo, like all their movies? No, did? it didn't have the Marvel. No, it didn't. Logo. It didn't. No, 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 because Marvel Studios wasn't around at the time, I believe. So yeah, uh, and, 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 and Blade, the- Blade, also the first true black superhero, not Black Panther. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Wow, Kevin Goatee just stomping on all sorts of shit right now. That's not true. Blade is 1997. <laughs> Panther is 2017. Let's do the math, guys. Or no, you're, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, uh, I, I get in trouble for that. <laughs> <laughs> I tell people all the time, they say, yo, shout out to Black Panther being the first. And I'm like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> I, I just like I that. just I just walk out of that conversation. No, I know, no, 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 no. I'll say it for you. I'll say it for you. I'll say <laughs> I'll call, it for you. Give me your cell phone number. Next time it comes up, I'll just be Damn. like, talk to this guy. Listen, just tag me on Twitter. Wesley, <laughs> Wesley Snipes went to jail because he didn't pay taxes. Give the man his credit for being the first one. That's all I'm saying. There's nothing right. wrong with that. Right. There's nothing away from Black Panther at all. Nothing. <laughs> Um, but that's funny that we're bringing up that um, because in the Blade films, um, the Blade film also introduced uh, the cool leather. Like all of a sudden, leather is in, and that way, and that way to like the Matrix, and then the X Men, which is another thing that is trash. Pick up uh, any X Men book during any single time. The costumes are colorful. They're bright. They're vibrant. This is one thing that really made the X Men stand out. They were so colorful. Then you watch this movie and they all look like they just came out of a vampire masquerade movie. And it's like, wait, why do they look like this? <laughs> I get it. They were trying to save money, but to me, that's no excuse. When it comes to the X-Men, I need my colors. I need everything like that. So that's another problem I have with it. Um, can I get to Brian Singer now? Oh, you know what? That's too easy. That's too easy. Um, do it. It's your forum. You do what you want. Yeah, you're in charge. My, my man. All right. Um, yeah. Like, like, like this, like said, earlier uh the fuck boy olympics um we have brian <laughs> brian singer um that should be enough right there <laughs> i could have kicked it off with just saying brian singer but you know what no 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 we'll, we'll get there too because- he did make a lot of good films usual suspects is still amazing i don't give a shit oh yeah 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 it, but- what else <laughs> I don't know. At pupil, am I gonna go crazy about that? Probably. <laughs> Valkyrie. <laughs> that was okay. Like Valkyrie. Yeah, that was okay. all right. That was all right. Um, but um, one thing that I don't know a lot of people know about the X Men movies, and you can look this up. Um, Brian Singer did not want comic books on the film. On did the see set. that? Yep. He he did not want comic books on the set. He would actually get upset at the people if he saw a comic book on the set. It would really piss him off, and so. There was a lonely worker there that would sneak comic books to all the actors, and his name was, what was his name? Oh, Kevin Feige <laughs> was on the set, lesser known guy, so you know what, I'm going to sneak in these comic books for him. So you, 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 people are trying to defend the film where a guy said, hey, everything that you people love about these guys, fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. We're just going to do it completely different and just make them not what they are. So we got that out the way. And can we continue the fuckboy Olympics? We're going with Ray Parker, too. <laughs> like, let's continue the fuckboy Olympics here. And so we have Ray Park as well as I- I'm told that's Toad, but <laughs> I'm like, wait, where's Toad? <laughs> he re- yeah, like, he really ruined the villains. Big time. Big time, big time. Give it to for goddamn Crow Magnon. And like, he's like growling like he's a dog. And I'm just like, fam, what are we doing 
like, what is going on? He has sharp teeth. He, like, and, like, he just gets his butt kicked throughout the whole movie. So I hated that movie, that part, too. Um, I get at the time that Wolverine was the guy. I completely understand that, and I always have a, st- uh, a, a thing that I say where I say, uh, one of the things that made Wolverine popular was that Cyclops, he picked on Cyclops. So for him to be justified to fight Cyclops, they had to make Cyclops a piece of shit. <laughs> they had to make Cyclops deserve to be treated like shit pretty much where they went with it like cyclops was just a douche and i was like why why is he like this like, like for no reason at all it's like you don't have to do that for him but that's where we went with it um i believe that it's completely unfair to call it an x-men movie i think it's unfair i'm like this is not an x-men movie this is wolverine and friends <laughs> that's not you're not far off that's right. not far off like, this is just Wolverine and Mystique, which shout out to Rebecca Romain Stamos for getting my puberty going. Um, but also, <laughs> but also, um, yeah, it's just a Wolverine film. And like, I get it. Wolverine's popular, but the X-Men is an ensemble. So you're telling me this is an ensemble film when really it's just about this guy <laughs> and some other things that are just happening around him. So that was just another thing I didn't like. Um, Halle Berry's accent. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. I've never before until Black Widow seen a character who the accent was so bad that they just said, you know, in the other films, bleh. <laughs> You forgot. You forgot Carrie Fisher forgetting that she's British after 15 minutes in Star Wars. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. That's the did, worst one. Did Black Widow ever actually even do a Russian accent? Yes. In Iron Man too. Yeah. Did she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I got to go back and watch. I don't remember. I I know. Uh, I know. What's her name? Uh, Scarlet Witch tried doing like a an Eastern European accent, and then just slowly it faded away because it sounded ridiculous. <laughs> just like you know, you know, that was a good idea. <laughs> For the time that it was. E for effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And error. (laughs) E for error. I love it. This is, I don't blame the movies for this one, but uh, this is something I've always had a problem with, with Wolverine. Like, let's be real here. Wolverine should not be able to come within five of Magneto (laughs) at all. Like, why is Magneto having trouble with this guy? You should be able to just launch him into space like it's nothing. <laughs> like, unfortunately, I was a geek at the time, little young geek. I still am. But at the time, I'm thinking to myself, is it Wolverine made out of metal? Why did he just launch him somewhere? <laughs> well, the comics, he- Magneto almost kills him. That's what I was waiting on. Like, especially when the part where he says, oh, does that metal travel all through your body? I was like, oh, Wolverine's dead. <laughs> He's going to kill him. It didn't. Nothing. I was just like, wait, no, this doesn't make sense. So that's something that I really, really don't like. All the squandered potential that it had. Um, just there were so many mutants that can be done. And that's fortunate for me because I know the potential that the X-Men can be. So when I'm watching these films and I'm watching this one, I'm like, where is the danger room? Where is the Savage Land? Where is where is that? And if you're gonna choose three mutants to go against the X Men, you're gonna choose Mystique, Sabretooth, and Toad. 
All Wolverine has to do is stab, 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 and he's done. <laughs> like you mm. choose the weakest ones in the group. Wait, you think Saber? Hold on, Sa- the other two I'll buy, but Sabertooth? Mm. Ah, I don't. I would not call him weak. No, 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 no. Here's the deal. That Sabertooth. <laughs> yeah, that Sabertooth. I agree with that. Yeah, Crow Magnon. I'm growling. Rah, 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 yeah, he was just a heavy. They just turned him into a into a heavy. Exactly, exactly. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I just feel like the film just did not do um the X Men justice. But at the time, at the time, that was all we had. So to us, we were just like, oh, my God, oh, that is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And that nostalgia has stuck with us for 20 years, as in you just remember when you first saw this, and it was just so amazing, which is a lot of different films. Like, I could tell you name a bunch of films I remember joining as a kid, and then I come back, rewatch it, I'm like, ugh. That's called, that's called this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm in the right spot, because all of the X-Men films Films are bad. And so as an X-Men fan, I, I, I can't let that movie slide anymore. Like, I, like I tried to watch it again. So uh, <laughs> what do you think about movie. what do you how did you feel about the plot? Like the overall the, the main like story arc of the movie uh, the, as far as like Magneto's plan and everything. Um, I'm still trying to understand what the plan was. <laughs> So he He's, got him. Oh, go ahead. He was using the Statue of Liberty as a superconductor for Rogue to spread so that what they could do is use his powers <laughs> and her to enhance it to make everyone kind of fast forward any mutations they've had in their body because he said God works mm-hmm. too slowly. So he's going to use her as a superconductor and then power out to every other normal person out there any mutations they had and then kill them because they're trying to obviously stop and kill mutants and, and, and register them and all that shit. See, that doesn't plot. make sense. No, I got you, but that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> because just because you're turning them into mutants, that doesn't mean you're going to, like, be in charge. Like, okay, then now, now you have more people against you. <laughs> now you got more people. But, but, yeah. they'll have, but, they'll, but they'll have shitty abilities, like Senator Kelly had. He just turned into a blob of water, and then that's it. I, I still want somebody to explain to me what Senator Kelly's mutation exactly was. A chinless, uh, he, he turned into a chinless queef like Mitch McConnell. He, he, remember those? Do you remember those toys? They looked like sausages, but they were filled with water, and you could like squeeze them, and they'd come through your hands. I, oh, yeah. He became one of those. That was his mutant power. Well, he looked like a giant sperm, and I was just kind of like, well, wait, what is his mutant power? And then he just died, and I'm like, wait a minute, was that the plan? Because that's a pretty shitty plan. <laughs> but, I mean, um, I, I, one thing I did like was that, you know, he thought, you know, everyone thought it was Wolverine. He wanted but then it out. It was rogue. Okay. That's pretty cool. But other than that, his, it just, this whole thing was set up to fail. You could just tell like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> that's what I felt when I watched it at least. Yeah. Any other, any other points you want to make before uh, we have our say here? Okay. Um, you know what? I think I got it all off. Um, if anything comes back to me, you, you but feel better. You got it all off your chest. Ask you feel. Um, I feel like I could keep going, but I would need to throw in the other films as well. So <laughs> can't do it. Can't do nope. it. Can't okay, do fine, it. fine, fine. Okay, we're good. I'm good. Kevin, is you want to take the honors, or shall I? Up to you. I'll, uh, I'll gladly go first. Please do. Um. So first of all, I was a huge 
uh, Wolverine fan as a kid. Uh, it was the first comic book I ever read. I started reading when I was, I think, 11 back in uh, 1988 or 87. And uh, huge Wolverine fan, which brought me into the X-Men, but I was always loyal to Wolverine. Uh, and when these movies announced, when it was announced, these were coming out, I lost my shit. Like there, there were, yeah, Blade was the first superhero movie that really ushered in the new era, but this was the first team movie that was going to do the uh, the idea of a, you know, a compilation of superheroes justice. The trailers all looked amazing. Um, Just the idea of seeing Wolverine on the big screen was exciting. I mean, I always had a problem with, with Hugh Jackman's height and his build. And, uh, but I was so excited about it. And I left this movie thinking that I had, like Task said, that I had seen something amazing. Uh, I haven't seen this movie all the way through. Has to be at least 10 years. And um, going back and watching it, first of all, it suffers from what I can only call the Avengers effect, which Uh-oh. is the the new Marvel cinematic movies have done such an amazing job of of, cre- of creating new care of these characters and, and bringing them to life and creating universe that you go back and you look at everything else. And it just kind of pales in comparison. Um, and these movies tried, there were some great scenes in this movie. Like task said, the concentration camp scene was awesome. I thought they were, I really thought they were going to go a little further with that. And, and I thought that was going to be, I thought it was almost going to be like a captain America, first Avenger kind of the tone where it's partially going to be mostly, you know, half of it going to be maybe in world war two or see how he got to where he was. Um, this, I thought this Wolverine's introduction in the cage, that fight, I thought it was really cool. Uh, it was ridiculous that the guy punched Wolverine in the face and didn't break his hand. Um, <laughs> they could, they acknowledge it with the knuckle to knuckle punch, but not with the fist to the head punch, which just makes it, it was ridiculous. Um, one of my one of my biggest as a Wolverine fan, one of my biggest problems with this movie is Wolverine gets the shit beat out of him in every single scene. He does not win a single fight until I think he kills Mystique. I think that's the one he wins. Magneto beats the shit out of him. Sabretooth beats the shit out of him. The guy in the cage beats the shit out of him. Yeah. I mean, everybody and I guess I think the only way I could ever justify it was if Wolverine wins a fight, he ends up cutting people up and it's gonna be too bloody. And so I always felt that Wolverine got kind of short shrifted in the movie as far as who he, his, his character. And he's, I mean, he's an old grizzled, grumpy, badass. He's a great fighter. And it just felt like uh, Hugh Jackman went a different way with him. And he did throughout all of the movies. So credits to Hugh Jackman. He stuck with who that he made that character into. He made, Wolverine is a much more compassionate, soft, um, kind of feeling character. And that's not who the Wolverine that you really saw in the comic books or even the cartoons. So that was a huge problem for me. Um, the movie, it's funny because the movie starts off very realistic with the Holocaust scene and with the, uh, with the cage fighting scene and with, that, with everything about uh, Rogue with her boyfriend. So you're really seeing how this would happen in real life. And then as soon as you get to the, to, to the X-Mansion, it goes almost animated series. It goes completely into like cartoon realm. And when he introduces Cyclops and Storm and says their code names, also called that, I'm suddenly like, wow, superhero names are so dumb. Like, <laughs> I can understand, like, Captain America needed, like, because it was a military thing, and Iron Man, like, the, like the, the public kind of named him Iron Man, and some names sort of make sense. But the fact that they're like, we're going to give you code names, you 
control weather, storm. Like it was so juvenile and corny. And then it could only be matched by, like Task said, those leather outfits, which were just ridiculous. That's nothing anybody would have ever worn. They would have, they would have given them tactical stuff, something more Batman looking, uh, Nolan's Batman. Um, it, it, it just, it, it really, for me, it was the movie starts to kind of fall apart in the X mansion. Um, and then you start to see their interactions and like tasks and everybody else other than Wolverine, other than Wolverine was a one dimensional character. Uh, Cyclops was a hard ass, I guess, sort of like you didn't really get much out of him. Jean Grey was just a, a, a girl, a pretty girl who's supposed to be smart. Storm was had no, I mean, Storm's barely one dimensional. Uh, and, and then, <laughs> and then they just throw all these other characters kind of, they peppered them in, you know, you got a little bit of Iceman, you got a little bit, they showed Jubilee for a second and then we're like, nah, we're not going to use her. And then they just kept doing that through the pyro. movies. And, I don't, and you never got right. They did pyro. Um, I Show love the cat. fact, and I, I love the fact that Iceman ended up being a fire starter in The Boys. I don't know, Task, I'm sure you watched The Boys. Shout out, Lamplighter. Uh, right. So I, I thought that was kind of ironic. Um, but it, and then, so then after that, you kind of just go straight to the, the main action sequence, which is kind of the end of the movie. Um, and that all just is, was just terrible. Magneto's plan was was kind of convoluted. Um Congratulations to Kevin Goatee, who actually did a fantastic job of explaining Magneto's kind of weird plan of turning everybody. We're going to get even with the humans by turning them into mutant idea, which I, I don't know. I think he would have rather just probably killed all of them. I think that would have been the way Magneto would have gone. Um, but whatever. Uh, the fact that they made Rogue pivotal in all of this, and if you know about Rogue, most of the time Rogue is in the comic book. She flies and she's super strong, and I know she got that from, I think, Miss Marvel. I think, I think she got her yes. superpowers from Miss Marvel. Yes. Um, but she doesn't even have her accent. Rogue has a Cajun accent, a Southern accent, uh, not Cajun, Southern accent, and she doesn't even have that. She's kind of like... She tries to. She tries to. She did. She did try to. No, you're right. You're right. And she, uh, she's kind of this, like, meek, like, me like little girl and that's not rogue was hot confident she was a badass i mean she had some skeletons in her closet but so all of these characters that it, it was clearly that um he just took them and he made them each into one-dimensional characters except for wolverine wolverine got a backstory wolverine you were sympathetic towards him and tasks right it really should have been called wolverine and his amazing friends um and that was fine with me. I wanted a Wolverine movie. But then they gave you a Wolverine that just got his butt kicked the whole time. Like, the, he, the only person he cut up was Mystique. And, and, it, and it cracked me up when they showed her laying on the ground after being stabbed in the stomach with three swords that there are just these little red dots on her stomach where she was stabbed. There was no blood. There was no anything. Because Was this PG or PG-13? 13. 13. They're all 13. 13 except for Logan was the only one that was Logan R. was R. That's right. So, uh, yeah. For me, I mean, I... I wanted to go into this movie uh, recently, last night when I watched it, and love it as much as I did uh, the first time. But uh, it just was, it just was so ridiculous. Senator Kelly turning into a, a liquid of goo. I mean, I guess if if Halle Berry touched me too, I would probably turn into a bunch of liquid. Hey, um, <laughs> but uh, but it's just, uh, it's it was. 
there was a, there was a lot that bothered me about it. And then I'll just close. So the, he destroyed Sabretooth. It was like he didn't even read. He never read anything about Sabretooth. He just saw a picture of him and was like, oh, he's a big, strong guy. Okay. And that's all he... Sabretooth is such a bad... I mean, you kind of got it in uh, uh, Wolverine Origins. Origins. Mm-hmm. Um with what's his name? I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. Uh, oh, Lee Schreiber. Lee Schreiber Lee did a Schreiber. Re- for not yeah. looking anything like Sabretooth and not being at all physically the size of Sabretooth because Sabretooth is supposed to be like seven feet tall. Uh, Schreiber, he did such a better job than the wrestler that we got stuck with. Although he actually looked like Sabretooth. The whole thing was, it's, it's all, it was all backwards, but, um, the movie, the movie, look, I will always hold this movie in, in, a, in a high regard just because it really, it, it, you know, Blade, Blade opened the door and, and I feel like X-Men really started to cut the path for the, for the future movies. But it, looking back on it, I just, it doesn't hold up at all. Um, and I do, <laughs> I, apparently Wolverine went on steroids in the, uh, in the next, in the following three movies because he was just like a, a slim, fit-looking guy in this one. And by, by, uh, by I'll the tell last... You why. I'll tell you why. Because they had Dugray Scott when he bowed out. It only allowed Jackman either two or three months to get in shape to do this. So he didn't have his full time frame to get you know, yoked out of his tits. I don't know if he still would have gotten as big as he... I, th- I feel like he just kept started like a competition with himself after each movie. He's like, I'm going to be more shredded. Because he did slowly get more and more jacked. Um, uh, agreed. It seemed but, like he was like, like he was like listening to the people complain, and he was like, yeah. "Oh, I'm gonna show them." Right. You know what? I would rather, I would rather them, and I really hope when they recast all these movies, all these characters, I really hope they go with somebody for Wolverine who's shorter, who at least gets that little part of it, because that is a huge part of the character. Doctor Ken Jung, Leslie Chan from Hangover. <laughs> That's my call right now. I've, you know what? My, I've, uh, my dream casting for him has always been Scott Con. I've always wanted Scott Conn as well. Yeah, Conn. that's a he, good uh, He's he's built a way. He looks it. He's got the beard. He's got. He can act well enough. Uh, well enough. I mean, he, he can play I, a I mean, douche like in Boiler Room any day of the week. But is he going to be able to pull Wolverine off? First of all, Scott Conn will always be tweeter to me. So you shut your mouth. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So for me, the you know the movie didn't hold up. Um, but I'm always gonna there's it's always gonna have a special place in my heart because it was the first time I got to see Wolverine on the screen, and I'll always have that feeling that I did when I watched it in the theater. But uh, I was definitely let down last night as I watched it. Give me a number, one to ten. Uh, five. I'm going to go with three. That'll be nice. <laughs> These notes brought to you by the merch shop at guttingthesacredcow.com where you can get yourself a kick-ass shirt like I'm wearing right now. Oh, I've got to put my shirt on. Damn it. Guttingthesacredcow.com shirts, bags, hats, cups, cell phone holders. We've got it all there, goddammit. And don't forget, every day we have articles. The list of ten. I thought today's list of ten was pretty cool. Top ten futuristic films. It's very cool. Good one. I like that one a lot. So here we go with my notes. Mm-mm. I'm going to take a congratulatory sip of beer before I even start. Opening with Magneto's origin at a concentration camp, or as I call it, Gino Bisconti's go-to porn choice. <laughs> that joke was written for you. And by the way, Goatsy, you're happy. You're, you're welcome that I didn't wrap you into the whole Nazi story. <laughs> I actually was waiting like three, two, <laughs> nope, one. nope. I'm better than that. Famke Jansen, insanely striking, right in the the real house in the late '90s, early 2000s, a dime in my book. Famke Jansen, 
Nothing more satisfying as a movie sound effect than snicked. I'll also throw in the Transformers sound effect of transforming. Of course, the lightsaber effect. And when a woman whips out her boobs and you hear a boing. (laughs) (laughs) The casting is spot on, as Task has said. Wolverine, perfect. Xavier, Magneto, perfect. But Rogue and Cyclops, Anna Paquin's southern Cajun accent is worse than X3. <laughs> all, all of it. The whole thing. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Sabretooth got the real short shrift here. No chance to get in the whole Wolverine stuff. Rebecca Romain at her absolute zenith. And by the way, you'll find a zenith TV before you find Rebecca Romain in a movie in the last 15 years. <laughs> Magneto turning Senator Kelly into a watery blob. If he really wanted to torture Senator Kelly, he'd make Anna Paquin read War and Peace to her in her Cajun accent. (laughs) I write fucking jokes, jokes, Task. You see that? I see, I see. (laughs) Explain me this, boys. Explain to me this. How in the living fuck does a hot dog vendor have a TV turned on in the middle of a beach? That's... That's observation. Thank you. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> and, of course, tuned in to the news channel just so that Senator Kelly can see what's going on. And we're setting the stage for the, the big old Duke of the Odell fighting at the OK Corral, a.k.a. Statue of Liberty. Because in case I, in the rare case, in the rare, rare, rare case that I want a boiled hot dog that tastes like a wet catcher's mitt, I want to know what's going on in the world as I throw ketchup on something that will give me diarrhea in four and a half minutes or less while getting news. <laughs> and you two nerd, and you two nerds how do you not sniff this out if professor x cannot penetrate magneto's helmet why didn't xavier and jean gray use saber tooth or toad as he did and just flick off the helmet and then mind control magneto why did <sighs> one ever think of that well, they hold him down, they rip the helmet off, and they do what they want to, including anal rape. But that's just me thinking out loud. Doesn't that happen sort of in Days of Future Past? Kind of. So, that, ah, that, yeah. A lot of probing. <laughs> and then when they do knock off that helmet, why didn't anyone pinch his nose and go, woo, 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 honk, honk, honk? <laughs> an hour and five minutes in, this film begins to drag. The metal detector joke for Wolverine, yawn. Toad doing his Darth Maul moves, Ray Park, yawn. This film tried to shake some of the mid to late 90s action cliches, but still fell right into those tiger traps. And I can't be the only one. That whole Statue of Liberty scene was so anticlimactic. Are you kidding yeah. me? There, was, there were no real stakes. At no point did I feel any danger for anybody. I would rather catalog Brian Singer's porn catalog <laughs> than see Anna Paquin do another major role as Rogue. <laughs> Killing with Trask today. You see that, Kevin? Wolverine and Sabretooth have years of history together but they act like complete fucking strangers as they're meeting each other for the first time in this film. Explain this to me. There are two long-running villains, just like Batman and Joker forever. We gotta do this forever, can't we? That same shit. And it's just like, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Logan. What's your name? Oh, Sabretooth? Cool. No. 
But you know what's even even worse than the fact that they don't recognize each other each other? Because I can understand Wolverine because he doesn't have his memory. Obviously, Sabretooth would remember him. And they hinted that he does because he they took the he took his tags. Oh yeah. And so clearly he knew right. there was something there that they and they never the, other than taking his tags, they never went beyond to explain why that happened or anything. And I think that was even worse, the fact that they was like, Oh yeah, no, 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 fans, don't worry, he knows him. All right, move on. <laughs> I thought was like for us. I thought the sniffing part was also like, oh shit, familiar scent. Okay, the first time I saw this film, just like Kevin Israel, I loved it. I own every X Men film except for Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix because they are fucking abortions. Every subsequent time I've watched this film, it's lost its luster. After rewatching it for this episode, it does not hold up great. The first half is fine. It's Fine, as it sets the table. The second half where Rogue runs away to the train station loses me. This does not pass the remote test whatsoever. Task, what's the remote test? Quite simply, if you're ever flipping around on cable, this film pops up. You drop your remote, go, I know what I'm doing for the next either 45 minutes, hour and 15, whatever it is. Not this film. The whole X-Men franchise does have some dicey installments. But I will go out in the room and say, I'll fight you all right now. X2 is amazing. Days of Future Past is amazing. First Class is rock solid. Listen, this is the fourth best X-Men film, but this is a major drop-off after First Class. I'm glad it was well-received to open the door, but this does not have any staying power for me. And I get, listen... This is the pioneer that everything else has benefited from. Once they had the outline here, they were able to start making things better and better. That's why the Avengers was so great, Iron Man. We all know the stories. But this does not hold up. Four and a half out of ten. Nice. I agree 1,000%, except for all the other X-Men movies. They all suck. But <laughs> Fuck other- you. <laughs> X2, Days of Future Past, and First Class are great. I'd have to go. You know what? KG has talked about uh, X2 a number of times, and I haven't—I probably haven't seen that since I saw this one. I have to go back and watch it again to see to, to see if it does hold up as well as he uh, as he lobbies the lady, on the The Lady Deathstrike fight alone is the price of admission because he fucks her up. That's what should have been Saber Tooth and Wolverine is the Lady yeah. Deathstrike stuff. That was Agreed. dope. That was fucking great. Four and a half out of ten. So no one liked this film. Not surprised. Kind of a movie. Yeah, no, it's not. Critics, <laughs> five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. By the way, most of these reviews were written at tw- nothing recent. Like 2015 was the new- were the newest. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> X-Men plays faithful to the comics while opening the doors to a larger universe to come. What is most surprising and wonderful about Brian Singer's X-Men is how skillfully it avoids all of the myriad potholes placed in its path. The Marvel Comics characters are well-realized, and Singer mixes the classic values of good storytelling with liberal amounts of digital magic. On the downside, this plays little too much like the beginning of a franchise. Thanks, <laughs> dum-dum. That's the fucking idea of this. <laughs> you don't make a movie to go one and done, stupid. <laughs> the most beautiful, strange, and exotic comic book movie since the original Batman. Mm-hmm. Strange? Critics? Yeah, strange. That's, a, that's an odd one, right? 
Critics One Star Reviews. Critics One Star Reviews. Critics One Star Reviews. When the big battle between Magneto and Xavier's forces gets going, you have lightning bolts, steel claws, magnetic fields, explosive red rays, and flyaway tongues. It's a variety show, and all the acts have been rushed on stage as one. In Singer's Dark Vision, action and special effects take a backseat to message. He uses X-Men to preach a sermon of tolerance. Like most sermons, it isn't much fun to sit through. X marks X misses the spot. Ooh. Ooh. Gotcha. I was waiting for a DMX reference like X gonna give it to you. Gonna give it to you. X gonna give it to you. <laughs> well, you got that in Deadpool. Yeah, oh, so good. <laughs> X-Men plays like a so-so middle chapter of an epic series rather than a fitting kickoff. Right on. I am sure that regular fans of the comic book will find some inside jokes amusing, but I didn't find that much humor and grew weary of the effort. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not alone here. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Now it is time for Amazon five-star reviews. And I will say these Amazon five-star reviews are lacking. <laughs> five-star reviews. Amazon five-star reviews. The storyline is close to the heart. What if you are a gay, a Jew, minority race that is considered not normal in the eyes of everybody else? Signed, Michael Richards. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Took a little bit for task, but he's on board now. I will, say, I, will say that, I will say that watching this, especially now with everything going on, it felt that much kind of felt relevant. I was like, I could see them, you know, that, that, I mean, I don't remember exactly what the society was like back in 2000, but, you know, now with everything going on, it felt like uh, the movie was kind of toned for today. Mm. But then short of that, everything else fell apart. Absolutely. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, hold on. Hold on. We're still in the reviews, oh, goddamn. We're oh, not my expanding. Bad. <laughs> no, yes, the sir. script. No. My bad. <laughs> I, have, I had all the X-Men movies on disc, except the original was on VHS. Now I have the whole set. Oh, thank God. Yeah. I bought it for a friend. I guess she liked it. (laughs) Person didn't even watch it. My gift-giving experience was a five-star review. (laughs) And now, Amazon five-star reviews. Amazon one-star reviews. Amazon one-star reviews. Amazon one-star reviews now. Amazon One Star Reviews, Amazon One Star Reviews, Amazon One Star Reviews now. This one's actually the first two are a little lengthy, but good. The movie starts slow with lots of exposition. When you are introduced to the characters, you are not given any reason to particularly care about them, and it does not get any better from there. The bottom line is the screenplay is terrible. It drags. There is never really much of a sense of suspense, and the characters are not presented in a way that one can pull for them with the possible exception of Patrick Stewart's character. But he isn't in most action scenes. It's a shame, because with a great concept and some well-known actors, I hope they would have some better material to work with. Yeah, Patrick Stewart's not in action scenes. What's he going to do, a fucking wheelie on that wheelchair? (laughs) Shoot out guns and shit out of the wheelchair like it's Spy Hunter with wheelchairs? (laughs) 
dun, 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 dun. Next one. My kid dragged me to this travesty. The funny thing is, I used to like X-Men comics when I was a kid myself and halfway expected a good yarn. And I do enjoy sci-fi movies like The Matrix, Terminator, 12 Monkeys, ugh, 12 monkeys. et cetera. I hated yeah, that movie. Terrible, terrible. But, oh my, what a mistake going to this turkey. There is absolutely no story to this at all. The characters are ridiculous. The acting, what acting, is preposterous. This was, this was the closest thing to sheer torture since they dragged me to the Pokemon movie. <laughs> but don't take my word for it. Even my kids had to admit it was terrible. Plot confusing. <laughs> like that one. Plot confusing. Stale. Can't see where they spent the money. Cast of unknowns. No excitement. Just a lot of ballyhoo by the producers. Didn't even deserve to be released. Lighting is right. so terrible. I know, right? Lighting is so terrible that alone it will give you a headache. If the plot does it, terrible casting. James Martin, James Marsden is simply dreadful. Don't waste your time on this piece of junk. I like this ballyhoo. Like, listen to this rabble-rouser spin a yard. That Weisenheimer may get a few lickings with a switch later on. <laughs> I like how they judge the technical aspects, but this person has absolutely zero credibility to judge. Kind of like we do doing this podcast, Kevin Israel. <laughs> you shut your mouth. We're experts. <laughs> 40, 50 episodes in, you bet your ass we are. <laughs> Very inappropriate for kids. Signed, Ed Gein. Oh, my. The that sounds like killer. it's written by it's a guy named Ed Gein. It's a no, that was my joke. Jo- oh, right. It's oh. a serial killer, you idiots. The guy who dressed oh. up as a clown. Oh, man. Oh. Come on. Oh. <laughs> I can guess that. My bad. <laughs> the- nobody should- did. Nobody did. <laughs> yeah. Nobody did who doesn't read. That's who didn't. No. <laughs> This movie might appeal to some audiences, but not me. It was too dark and didn't contain any characters for which I had sympathy. Of course, I'm not an 18 to 25-year-old male. And by the way, I'm not a 40-year-old virgin, but I still love that movie, so stick it up your ass, buddy. Or lady. (laughs) I don't know who's – this is a good one. I don't know who's accessing my account, but I don't rent movies. Was that the review? <laughs> yes. You wrote a review because someone rented a movie with his account? Yeah. I don't rent movies. I just do Civil War reenactments. That's what that guy forgot to add at the end of that. <laughs> Last one. Not my type of motion picture. <laughs> this, per- this person sounds like their house smells of sour milk and broken dreams. <laughs> I do have a fine automobile in the driveway. <laughs> well, the horseless carriage, I think they call it. <laughs> ding, boom, what, ding, 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 goes a trolley. <laughs> Kevin Israel. That was did, from a musical, Kevin Goatee. Listen, My I just got to watch. It doesn't mean I know, I know about him. <laughs> Kevin Israel, did Task gut the sacred cow? I love to say this because I entered this episode thinking that I had an an opinion as to how he was going to do, knowing that he disliked it and my feeling of it. But, you know, I I have to say, I think he gutted it. Boy. Thank you. Thank you. I I don't know if I can give him the gutting. I don't know why. Oh, split decision. We've never had this before. No. I'm so excited. No, we don't. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he So you know what I think we should do then, Kev? We should Rochambeau each other for it. Well, luckily, thank God for COVID. 
(laughs) We don't have to hit each other in the dick. But until we can punch each other in the balls, I think we should, uh, when we put the episode up, I think we should put it to the audience. Vote. Vote. Yes. Vote. We're we're democratic as fuck. God damn right we are. Egalitarians. I'll explain why. I think you're you're kind of just stick and moving, stick and moving. You didn't deliver the killer blow. Now, does this film stink? I think this film gutted it. If you had to say it gutted it, I think the film gutted itself more than Tass did. (laughs) Well, that's why I had trouble with it. This movie guts itself by existing. (laughs) I see. We've had, a lot of, we've had a lot of those in this podcast. Where it's yeah, of, it's really disappointing. An uncontested dunk, like, by all means, this film blows. I don't think he got it. I, I, think, he, I, I, think, he, I think he I think he coughed in its mouth, an open mouth. I think he... Uh, <laughs> an open mouth cough. No, I think yeah. I, I, I have to disagree with you, and I okay. think we have to go to audience. I think, we, uh, I think we leave it to our faithful listeners. I think we shall. I think uh, Superfan Katie is going to be one to jump in as well as... Uh, Superfan Becky, but let's hear it, guys. What do you think? Let us know. Are you with Team Israel or Team Goatee? Did Task gut the sacred cow? We'll leave it up to you. But that being said, Task, thank you yet again so much for coming on. Shout out your podcast and everywhere else that we can find you. Yeah, Super Suit Show. Just Google Super Suit Show. We do a live uh, comic book show. Watch me talk shit about comic books and <laughs> other things every Saturday at 10 a.m. I want to thank both of the Kevins for having me on here. Oh, thanks for coming on. It was great. Yeah, man. Good stuff. Really appreciate it. Kevin Israel, where can the masses find you? KevinIsrael.com for a calendar, a stand-up comedy calendar that is very slowly trickling in. I got some stuff going in October and November, Um, but uh, it's it's still a struggle, so uh, check it out. And speaking of a struggle, you can get my album, (laughs) The Struggle is Real, uh, on iTunes and everywhere else you you can get uh, audio stuff. So check that out and, uh, and, and help me pay rent. That's a oh. great name, by the way. That is a great name. Thank you. Word. Thank you. Yeah, the struggle is real. <laughs> That's good. KevinGoatee.com, NFL season. Your boy right now, as we tape this on October 5th, is 14 and 8 against the spread. That's making a lot of money for you out there. KevinGoatee.com for picks, dates, stand updates. Well, not much rolling in right now as well. Very little, as a matter of fact, to be honest. We all can't work Fridays in East Windsor, can we, Kevin Israel? But <laughs> Don't be jealous. <laughs> but anyway, uh, KevinGoatee.com. But more importantly, GuttingTheSacredCow.com. Please write a five-star rating, two-sentence review. This helps us out big time. And, of course, the website, GuttingTheSacredCow.com, every day has a new article on there and the merch store. Give that a visit as well. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for, again, one year in and we've had a damn good start. People are really you know, acknowledging what kind of jump we've had out of the game. It's been a great year. It sure has. No hyperbole, no horseshit, man. It's been a great run so far with you, sir. So I'm very happy that we did Looking that. forward to the next 12 months. Goddamn right. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, thanking Task yet again for coming on and doing X-Men. We'll see you next time, folks. Take care. See you later. Goodbye. Goodbye.